Hey everybody and welcome back to Ginger Biz the podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and today we're going to be discussing how to handle rejection in business. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. Rejection is such a harsh word. It just comes off the tongue so aggressively, in my opinion. Like, no thank you. But let's talk about it. Let's get more comfortable with the word, the experience, and see how it can positively impact your business. So what is rejection? Rejection is refusing a proposal, dismissing an offer, or a flat-out no to a question. Okay, we can all think of a time when we were rejected, right? In the book, Believe It, by the co-founder of It Cosmetics, Jamie Kern Lima, she talks a lot about rejection. Now, bear in mind, she is the co-founder of It Cosmetics, chief executive officer of a L'Oreal brand, and she's the first female CEO of a L'Oreal brand company, which is like crazy. But that all to be said, she talks a lot about rejection in the book, Believe It. She's faced a lot of no's when she was starting out with It Cosmetics. She had brands, businesses, and people continually turning her down, but she persevered anyways, and then became the CEO and the co-founder of It Cosmetics, which to me is just mind-boggling how she stuck with it even after facing so much rejection. So accept that rejection is a part of business. Rejection, especially repetitive rejection, is an indicator that you haven't reached your target client yet. Rejection is important in identifying areas you can improve and grow. So if you're getting rejected at the same point in every sale, maybe it's time to revisit that, right? So rejection can be a blessing and you may not know it until years later, but this is something that Jamie talks about and believe it, that there were certain things she didn't know she wasn't ready for until years later when she looked back and was like, hey, that no was a total blessing because it protected me from going down that rabbit hole or going in that direction, right? So it can be super beneficial. But again, it's just depends on how you apply it. And it can be important because being able to identify those areas of improvement and growth are there. And if you take rejection and apply it as a learning opportunity, then you can utilize it for the better. Understand that everyone faces rejection in some way. Let me say that again, but slower. Understand that everyone, everyone faces rejection in some way. You aren't the only one facing rejection. Now, this totally doesn't make it easier by any means, but it does tell you that you're not alone. And you're not. You're absolutely not alone. As mentioned, even Jamie Kern Lima has faced rejection throughout her career prior to being a CEO and thereafter. Coming to terms with it. So start by accepting it. 
Once you've accepted that rejection, it's okay to take time to process and care for yourself. Make sure that you validate your feelings and give yourself grace. Once you've given yourself the time and grace to work through the emotions it evoked, then start to move forward. And this would be where you can start to like evaluate where those rejections are coming from, looking at any patterns that you might be seeing. Maybe let's just say that you're a wedding photographer and you keep getting a no after you send your contracts. Maybe for some reason, there's something in your contract that's just not sitting right with those potential clients. And so you want to reevaluate and revisit that. So that's kind of what you can do to help move forward. And what else can you do with rejections? Sometimes a rejection feels like a hard stop. Again, the word itself is super hard. Rejection. Boom. Done. Hard stop. But it's not, okay? You can use rejection as an indicator that you aren't exactly where you need or want to be. So use rejection to sharpen your process. Again, the example of your contracts, like if a, if a person keeps saying no to you, maybe it's because of something in your workflow that is stopping them. For an example, when I send out my wedding contracts to couples, I always, so I used to sit down and go over the contract with them bullet by bullet, clause by clause. But then I realized it just wasn't necessary. So now almost always what I say when I send out the contract is I say, hey, there's two things that people usually have questions about. One is that I'm the exclusive photographer. And that simply means that you're not dropping four grand or whatever on another professional photographer. If Uncle Sam wants to walk around and carry his camera, no big deal. I do ask for the right to say, hey, Uncle Sam, I need you to stop. We're on a time constraint. I have certain things I have to get, but outside of that, no big deal. They can photograph as much as they want. You're just not hiring another professional because again, that's like competing then because we both want to get the shots. And then the other one is I ask for a hot meal. Now that can be a vendor meal that's hot or whatever the case. I just ask for food because I don't want to have to leave your wedding in the middle of the day to go grab Taco Bell to then come back, right? So I just ask that I'm fed when the couple is fed, when the bridal party is fed. And those are the two things that I feel like my couples specifically get caught up on every time. And so to eliminate that, I proactively have seen that those were reasons why people are like, wait, no, or caused pause. And now I just get ahead of them. So using that rejection to sharpen your process can be so beneficial. I also have another example that's a little bit more, I guess, in depth. But basically, I had a client who I'd worked with for a number of different projects. And after the last project, I noticed that she hadn't reached back out in the normal time frame. And I noticed that it just kind of felt weird in our communication. So I reached out to her and long story short, she wasn't happy with the outcome of the last project we did together. Now to give some background on it, we had multiple successful projects. And then the last one, I would say I didn't really stay true to my brand and myself. And so we had slated a certain amount of time for the project and the day of she cut the time down immensely. And that put pressure on me to provide a service in a product in less than the ideal time frame that I had allotted and mentally prepared for to allow my creative process to work. So at that moment, I should have stopped and educated her saying, oh, maybe we need to reschedule or is there any way that I can have a little bit more time? Because like, there's a reason why I slated this amount of time for this project. However, I wanted to serve her and I didn't want to let her down. So I ended up not giving her the best experience 
or giving myself the opportunity to really show up and provide my best, which basically leads me to my next point. Learn from rejection. Learn from it. With this specific client, I offered a comped project to make up for it, followed with why the last project didn't go ideally and why I wasn't able to provide the quality of service that she was used to getting from me. I walked away feeling good. Years ago, this would have been super, super stressful for me, but I've learned from the rejections in the past from those other experiences and been able to use that as a learning experience to make this experience better. Now, to close that out, she didn't take me up on the comp session, nor has she used me since. And a part of me feels a little jaded and bummed about that because I know that I can provide her the service with those projects that she needs and wants. And I know that I'm amazing at those things, right? But I also know that I didn't educate her back then. And so that was a missed opportunity for me. And now I'm seeing a no from her and that's okay. That's okay. And honestly, if someone isn't willing to give me a second chance, that's also fine with me because I am human. I have a lot of other things going on in life and I'm not always perfect and no one is and that's okay. And so honestly, I bid her farewell and hoped that she found someone who was the perfect fit for her and and that's just how it had to end and that's okay too. You know, you learn from it, you reflect on it, and and you move forward. So basically just learning where you can adjust and do better next time. Take away from the experience how you can improve, right? So maybe that means educating the person better, writing a better pitch, improving your onboarding, changing your communication method proactively, hitting on certain things that will cause people pause. There's just so much that you can do in order to really hone in on that rejection and turn it into a positive experience. And this just goes to a mindset shift. Like, yeah, rejection's hard and yeah, it's a bummer they didn't want to book with you or they told you no for your pitch or whatever the case, but what can you do differently? And also a couple years from now, you might look back and be like, wow, that wasn't even the direction I wanted to take my business or that wasn't even something that supported what I wanted to do. Or I didn't realize I didn't even have the time for that. And that can also be a huge blessing. And before I close out on the topic of rejection, I just want to be real with you guys. Like, I have had rejection time and time again. And I will say it definitely gets easier to deal with, especially as you grow in your business and you know what's a good fit for you. And you become okay with the fact that, like, If I'm not a good fit for someone else, that's fine too. So I don't want to force anybody's hand. And I, in all of my wedding consultation calls, I literally say that. I'm like, hey, Susie Q, think about it. Like you're going to find a photographer who's more affordable than me, who has a similar style to me, who has this or has that and blah, 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 right? But they're not me. And at the end of the day, your wedding photographer is someone who's going to spend the entirety of the day with you. So you want to feel comfortable and confident hanging out with them and having them alongside you. And as much as I think that we jive and we would be a great fit, I want to make sure you feel that as well. So no matter what direction you decide to go, just let me know, get back to me and we'll touch base then. And 
I mean, that's one of the fundamentals of my business is honesty and transparency, right? Because I don't want them to want to book with me if they're not 100% confident in it. And there have been a couple times when I've done an engagement session with a client that I feel like, eh, you know, we vibed, we're good. And then after the engagement session, I'm like, I don't know if I'm the perfect fit for you. And it's not that I don't want to photograph their wedding. It's just that I want to make sure they feel comfortable and confident too. And and that's that's totally fine. And, you know, it's taken me years to get to that point. It's taken me years to get to the point where someone might criticize or critique a photo that I've taken of them. And I realize it's less about me and more about them. And that's okay because that's what I'm here for, right? I'm here to photograph them. Or in my education piece in this, in this, I'm here to educate and provide a service to you guys. And so, so it's just interesting, you know, the full circle effect. And, and there's still days when sometimes it does hit a little bit differently. And, and, you know, I have to take a deep breath and extend that grace to myself. But at the end of the day, Rejection can be hard and it's not going away. Every business owner faces it at one point or another. Every Everyone, not even just business owners, but like managers and line level staff and career driven people and mothers and fathers and everybody, we all face rejection at one point or another. So using these tips can help you grow and improve when you do face rejection and then walk away from it, utilizing it as a learning experience to hopefully minimize those experiences in the future, but also, you know, honing in and critiquing and elevating your craft, right? So it's just, again, another mindset shift that is so, so beneficial for your well-being and for your business and for everything. So those are my tips on how you can handle rejection in business. Until next time, guys, keep on diving in.